Yes, a Jedi strength flows from the Force. Hang on to your butts. I am your father. My name is Jack. Oh, All of that sweet change. Hasta la vista. Remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Hello, what have we here? Scruffy looking nerf her. I got a bad feeling about this. You know, they, they call me cautious being on multiple social media platforms. This is madness. It's a trap. Where's my super suit? We have a Hulk. Fine. At least Star Wars is doing it right, and I want to hop into that place. Well, Star Wars with Disney Plus has been mostly successful. Sorry, Ryan, but Mando was the first Disney Plus show. Yeah, it was a successful hit. Huge hit. I'm sorry, Ryan. It was huge. First it was season. it was beyond successful. Like people yeah. who didn't. It was even, worldwide phenomenon. But you, you know why it was so good, right? Like you know why it was so popular. It is the damn the fucking Grogu. It's the Baby Yoda. His that nuggies. show would not he wants his nuggies. not be as popular among the general audience as it is now without Baby. I think it Yoda. would still be huge, but I, I think, think it would still be big. Definitely not. I as. think Baby Yoda. <sighs> it would be big, but like, I mean, when I was at New Reach Education. Multiple people I would talk to didn't even watch any other Star Wars movies, but loved that because of Baby Yoda. Yeah. So like you have a big chunk of people like that. Oh, Nuggies. God. I think, uh, well, Baby Yoda storyline worked in the first season. That was such a cool surprise, even to now. Second, the second season, it, it worked. I think that they, but it should they ended the Baby Yoda storyline, Grogu storyline, end of season two. What destroyed all of that and still the number one worst Star Wars Disney Plus show that ruined everything is the book of Boba Fett. You know what was funny? I, I can't even. You know what was funny? Me and Devin were – we were talking about this the other – like the last week. We – I had pulled up – like we were talking about Andor. We just finished an episode of Andor, which was amazing. The last episode, episode 10. It was amazing. Andy Serkis's monologue and everything like that. It was it was amazing, and what what I had showed Devin is like, look how good quality like a showrunner can do with the right amount of money and the right writers. We looked at that, and then I pulled up the um the scene in a uh, book of Boba Fett where the the like the Afro lady or on Tatooine. I don't know what the fucking call her. Pulls up with Baby Yoda in the stupid ass carriage in Tatooine when they're having that huge gunfight. What fight. do they have with her? Does she does she have a gun to like Filoni's head? What 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 are they? What, what? It would probably be. Who's not, been voting well, on these polls would. to have her bring him back? No, you know what? It wasn't that. It was this. It was this chase scene. Book of Boba Fett showed just how that might they be. had no idea, no clue. What it has all the problems with any Star Wars Disney Plus show in just one show. Because the other ones are like, you know, I give, I actually do genuinely like, might have problems here. Book of Boba Fett, throughout all of it, has all the problems mixed together. Devin, Bringing I, in Robert Rodriguez and for Book of Boba Fett, oh yeah, he did the Machete movies. Hell yeah. Disney, was that good? Were those good movies? They love Machete. But you know, you know, it's something I I just wanted to say. I think Book of Boba Fett take out like the really cheesy stuff, like the holiday special, and then like the Caravan of Courage. I think the Book of Boba Fett is easily the worst 
Star Wars property they've made that's live action. Oh, yeah. Because not only was it like, it was Boba Fett. Boba Fett. The things they could have done in the right hands with Boba Fett could have been even bigger with than the Mandalorian, aside from Baby Yoda. You know, and you know what is hilarious? He's the Mandalorian. The fact that even Tamara Morrison said he talks too much, and why does he have the helmet on? Why doesn't oh, he have the yeah. helmet on? There's just so many things. The Tusken Raider storyline was kind of cool in the beginning. I, I like that. They completely butcher that. Like in one episode, they have the uh, slowest yeah. chase scene I've ever seen in like anything. That was so fun. That chase scene's hilarious. This logic yeah. went out the window with this show. He doesn't use his jetpack. He has the need to take his helmet off every five seconds because they can't help it. Well, you you definitely can tell that that was a half-assed project because they teased that like right at the end of Mandalorian two, yeah, they, and then they the probably made was pretty like. Short between. They probably made that in like less than a year. Oh, so yeah. you know that that was just a filler content project, which is doomed from the beginning. But what Maybe I want to talk, what I want to talk about in this episode is a project that we made fun of years ago we because did. I did. But I just want to dwell Shout on out the to fact. Jack. Sorry. Yeah, Jack did call. He was up. right. I just want to call it the fact that. This and I'm looking at the movie poster that's hanging on our wall because it's so good. Um, this, the, or I guess, TV poster. We're talking about Andor, of course. I just want to point out the fact that this was in development before. Uh, was this this was in development before Mandalorian, right? Um, like we heard no. about that. Well, making not, it before Andor. not before Mandalorian. Before maybe season two. Yeah, like season two of around Mandalorian. season two. It was during twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty, and it was Disney Expo when they released that they were doing this. Yeah, like two years of development, and then obviously now we get it. Yeah, but like that is an example of like that's, doing doing it right. That's it's a phenomenal show it's take, so again fucking good and you want to know what the best thing about andor is take away star wars it's take away star wars show. still a great show yeah. dude oh yeah still a great spy thriller devin and i were talking about this the biggest win for star wars recently is telling stories that feed and build on the current lore instead of yeah. trying to build the the lore and expand it into new eras like the sequels making it more episodic yeah rather than doing that adding it more to the timeline and it's the only franchise i would say i want more of because most franchises i'm like i don't need a backstory for this i don't need a back like that's too much with star wars it's such a huge ip that i want more like small things like andor to fill in the gaps because it just it doesn't like you know shed the mystery of it it adds more layers yeah it to does. it like the andor is you know showing all it makes you really feel that grit of the rebellion in the early stages yeah. and i never thought like and again this is a show about cassie and andor a side well, character not even a full lead yeah because Jin Erso is the official lead for road one that is a better show they're one of the most recognizable characters in Star Wars, Boba Fett. Well, you know, I, I will say this. I think the title Andor is a bit misleading because there's a couple main characters in the show. It just, I would it, say it's like... This just doesn't follow, like, Andor. It really should just be called The Rebellion. Rebellion. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But Andor obviously is a huge part of it. He's the main character of the story, but then you got people like 
like uh, Luthen, the um, which is uh, yeah. the Scar was Papa Skarsgård's character. You got Mon Mothma. You got um, Andor's like the Andor's like the focal point, but yeah. everything spreads out. Spreads around out, it. yeah. What's the what's the what's the IBS officers? Uh, oh, the name? ISB. Uh, ISB. Uh, really. Dedra Miro. Yeah, Dedra Miro. I just she, remember that because they say it so often. Dedra Miro. I I do the one thing that stands out she has to such me. An angry face. She is a great freaking villain. Oh yeah, she's she great, is. but not as good as the ROTC agent. Oh, ROTC God. student. I, He's such a simp. Eating his Fruit Loops. Such a simp. Oh, yeah. That's so annoying. But I think the coolest thing about this show, I mean, there's so many awesome factors, and obviously we'll do a breakdown about this, too. Wonderful writing. Once it's over. Dude, oh, God. Like, episode 10, I don't know if you guys have watched it, but there are multiple scenes, one in particular delivered by Skarsgård, where I was just like, he just delivered the best dialogue in Star Wars. Like, when, like the coolest. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing dialogue, yeah. and it was Star Wars. Normally, Star Wars is cheesy, but we love it because there's and so it much. And it wasn't. Lore. It wasn't a character we even know. It's a new, brand yeah. new character, and they oh, made yeah. me care more about than the legacy. Oh, and freaking I, Andy Serkis' dialogue and oh, speech when they're breaking out of prison. Well, Andy Serkis is just such a both both actors, uh, Stellan Skarsgård and Andy Serkis are phenomenal actors but the fact that they gave a monologue in star wars and it doesn't come off cheesy yeah. and it comes off as like amazing and inspiring is is insane because like what ryan was saying beforehand usually if you have a monologue like that in star wars it's going to come off as cheesy yeah, yeah if you put that like like a similar monologue in like let's say rise of skywalker nobody cares yeah but you put it around this great writing this like wonderful like written narrative with great actors it hits you get chills like it's awesome his whole speech in that last one and and then you have andy circus at the same time with a huge action set piece of breaking out of the prison like i care more about that that's how good the writing is than even boba fett and all of this is to provide the lore and the backstory to snoke oh my god i hate that i hate that and you know they did that on purpose well, yeah, they did. And Guaranteed plus, just and, to get it talking online. And I bet Andy Serkis <laughs> just wanted to be part of Star Wars again. Yeah. And I bet he was just like, man, I can't believe I directed Venom 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. Yeah, this is the rebound from yeah. oh, Venom 2. But, Quite an amazing rebound. But amazing. Well, yeah, well, he's always been a phenomenal. He was in the Batman 2. He yeah. was in some of the two he's, best properties this year. He's yeah. Andy Serkis is just a phenomenal actor. Obviously, yeah. if you don't know Andy Serkis, he's mostly known for mocap. Mostly known for as Gollum slash Smeagol from Lord of the Rings and as Caesar. Caesar, Caesar. Yeah. Caesar from the Planet of the Even Apes Even King movies. Kong. Even oh, yeah. Cap. He was also King Kong. Not like he has Pe- lines, but... And yeah. uh, also directed by Peter Jackson. I I think the thing that makes him the best, a really great actor, is his facial expressions. Well, that, as Since yeah. he's a mocap ap- or actor, he has that developed and narrowed down. So like when you're watching him live action, you're just like, oh, my God. Anything he does is a masterpiece. Yeah. He does, yeah. He's um, a, he's got such great range. Yeah, I love that guy. And and not and not even to to, to stell off the other actors because like Andor, the guy who plays for uh, I love Diego, Diego Luna. Luna. Yeah, Diego, Diego. I Luna love casting is, Andor now. Yeah, it's such a great show. It this goes to show that when you give like someone has an esteemed writer, like the person who wrote the freaking Born trilogy, to yeah. do this. Yep. The product will actually come out great. Yeah. Yeah. So guess Experience what? Experienced showrunners. Yeah. So guess what, Disney? 
Lucasfilm, you need to give someone who actually has experience and then and I, other than giving someone a project that made two really good episodes in like, Mandalorian. I, I like Deborah Chow. I, I like the work she did in Mandalorian, but I don't think she should have show run. And I think she was even probably intimidated to even show run a huge legacy series like Kenobi. Like and- just imagine if they had the same approach to Andor as they do with Kenobi. I just imagine that. With with an actual like legacy character like Obi-Wan Kenobi and dealing with Darth Vader, that would be out of this world. That would be like the biggest thing this year. Oh yeah. But the yeah. thing is it, it showed Disney's true colors because they know we're gonna watch Kenobi because it's Obi Wan freaking Kenobi. We know he's Darth Vader is gonna be it. We have all these mainstream characters, so that they're not gonna give a crap about like how that is. Like, oh yeah, okay, here it is. They'll market the hell out of that. Then they'll give Andor, and they actually let the guys do their thing, give an experienced showrunner because you know what? They kind of have to show something because nobody's asking for an Andor show to begin with, right? So they're like, okay, now we gotta show. Uh, show ourselves for this one because they know that Kenobi, anybody's going to watch it. Yeah. They're cheap. But now they screwed themselves because now that Andor is so good and it's being held now because now I hear people saying, this is the best show. This is the best Star Wars show ever. More than The Mandalorian. And even mainstream like Mandalorian lovers are saying Andor's pretty damn good. Okay. Um... So now they set the bar. Oh, yeah. Which I love. Dude, yeah. And we were talking about that a few days ago, how Disney's probably shitting their pants right now because now, now this is try. the bar. Yeah. I, I, just want, yeah. I just want to let everyone know that An- that Andor and Obi-Wan had, the same, had almost the same amount of budget when it came to production. Exactly. Very interesting. And you, wouldn't even, you couldn't even tell the difference. Yeah. I just looked that up right now because I was so curious to see because Andor looks so much better than huh. Obi Wan. It's the use. It's, it's yeah, I do agree with Devin. It's it's the use. It's That's the so interesting. And because Kenobi oh, well. relied on the volume so much, and Andor had onset locations, which makes me just please do more onset locations. Well, yeah, no, that's... the volume is is cool and it works in some oh, things, like the but. Dome. That they have the Andor actually dome. had onset locations, which made it feel more gritty and realistic and more like well done. Like the production felt bigger because it had like because I think they filmed in like Ireland and a place like that. Like especially in that three parter with the heist. Yeah. But in Kenobi, Dude. they basically did the whole thing. Yeah. In the volume, like the IBS Capital, wherever that planet is, and like the underworld where the ROT student student lives. All of that is practical. None of that is CGI or, um, you know, added effects. Like, especially, like, some scenes where they're walking down, like, these insane, like, um, open areas that just, like, there's a bridge that just looks like it's... Oh, on Coruscant? Yeah, yeah. It looks like Ralph McQuarrie art. Yeah, yeah. But, like, those are places they went to film in Europe. And then they just add some VFX background of, like, skyscrapers. They use it when they need to, which is how they should approach everything. Oh, yeah. See, that's what Game of Thrones does. And Lord of the Rings, uh, the new Rings of Power, is you go to onset locations and you film, and you use VFX to add more ambiance. You just don't rely on VFX 100% of the time. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Which I think the volume was good, and it's revolutionary for, like, what it did with Mando. 
but it really showed with the Boba Fett and it really showed with Kenobi how like being completely dependent on that for your set locations and production it's just you're doomed yeah yeah and I, I wish that wasn't the case and I still you know what honestly I still really like Obi-Wan Kenobi I still think there's a lot of good things about it I don't completely hate it Boba Fett on the other hand that's that's just garbage but Obi-Wan did pretty yeah. well I think just what really really hurt it was the production if i had to pick one number one thing it was the problem with that show was the production yeah yep yeah um and andor that's not the case but then like besides andor star wars has also dropped another oh piece two of bangers absolute fire content tales of the jedi which i mean we, we we're obviously all gonna watch this we didn't think it was gonna be amazing i'm sure i didn't I thought, oh, it was I, just, thought it was I thought it was gonna be great. Really, Deku, I knew yeah. it was gonna be great. But but like you know, you just have these quick like what 20, 15 minute episodes. They're just shorts, um, and you have a like kind of a three part arc with Ahsoka and a three part arc with Dooku. But holy crap, so much, so much, and this goes to your point, Devin. I love how they're just adding so much more value. Yeah, we, we didn't think we would need to see more of the rebellion. But like watching Andor, I've kind of realized, damn, there's a lot that we haven't seen, even though Rebels came out that TV show yeah. a while ago. Yeah. Same thing with Tales of the Jedi. Like, yeah, we know Dooku, you know, started working with Sidious. Yeah, during if you the know the lore, you know Menace of it, Attack but you never really see it. Um, and then like you actually get to see it, and it's, it's amazing. People were even saying, and this is pretty bold, that his downfall was even more than convincing than anakin's oh no no i don't i don't i obviously don't, I don't agree, agree but it was I that could, good to yeah. the, actually got people to say that but you know what crazy. i don't blame people for saying that though yeah, I do. but i do think anakin's is obviously better i do think anakin's yeah. is better but, but dooku's oh, i'm sorry no you go i was gonna say dooku's is just so good just seeing how his conflicting views with the jedi and just seeing how just absolutely kind of corrupt the you know the jedi have become because yeah. they've just been tools for the senate yeah and it just coming into that and then you know seeing dooku's kind of like emotions when dealing with after the death of qui-gon that was what got me the most and you know it's he genuinely cared about he Qui-Gon. genuinely very much genuinely cared and they do translate that so well it's just also uh fuck, what's his name i just forgot Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson came back yeah. again <laughs> to play so good. to play uh to voice Qui-Gon. I mean he wasn't gonna do anything except maybe commuter too, but yeah, but he's nothing else to do. That and then Ahsoka's story was actually really good too, especially the last episode for Ahsoka, which is I wanted to ask you guys, who do you think the Inquisitor was? I think I saw some theories on it. I don't think it was Barris Afi. No, it wasn't it Barris been It would have been much more I think he was introduced in some side comic that people are saying. Honestly, I didn't even care even though he looked so cool. It was just so cool because it showed and displayed like Ahsoka's abilities have come so far. I mean, this was the same person who fought Darth Maul. And defeat. And defeated him. So it was like, I'm glad it wasn't a drawn-out fight. I'm glad it was similar to how Kenobi handled Maul to show how much this character has come. And it's just... It's so cool, even with like scenes without dialogue, you know everything what's going on. 
and it adds so oh, much. Oh yeah, especially that third final episode with Dooku. It, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, and even the even the training sequence with Ahsoka, it adds so much weight and adds so much lore to just a moment in the franchise in the Clone Wars finale when she's you know, but it adds so much of like who Anakin is, why she survived, you know how much she's like been through. I it's just those small details that they add to it is what I want more of, because mm-hmm. I think it flushes out the Star Wars universe even more. Otherwise, for other IPs, I say like, eh, I don't really need that. But for Star Wars, especially when done right, it's so awesome. And I, I think they're, I think I saw the, the viewings for this. It was the, it did be Andor and viewings. It for for well, like a week, it had the number one streaming for Disney Plus. I don't feel like actually people, as many people are watching Andor's. Andor is a very much like hearsay show yeah. that people will say. Yeah. Hey, the show's so good, and that's how I think a lot of people are. Also, you guys hear that they're launching it on, like oh, ABC. And... ABC. They're doing it. On, uh, it's not. Wait, really? It's not ABC anymore. It's uh, Freeform. Oh yeah, it's, it's Freeform. Yeah, uh, they're doing it on Freeform. They're doing it on FX. Regular channels. Um, I think they're just playing it on TNT, maybe too. I'm I think not starting sure. um Wednesday maybe or AMC. Thanksgiving, something. It's like no. That. I think it's um Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like from the beginning. Yeah, first yeah, episode. Like as oh, like a regular cool. show. This show will definitely it's getting loved now, but I think uh, even it's gonna continue to get love as more people watch it mm, and continue yeah. to get exposure. So which is good. great. Because this, this is the content I want. Andor. Tales of the Jedi is something I want. Please save me. Andor, please save me, please. Oh, and they're already gonna do more of those Tales of the Jedi spin-offs. Yeah, you already know it. To That's... be honest, I even rather that even more than the live action stuff yeah. majority of the time. So, Clone Wars animation, please. More. Dude, and, and even, like, for all my super diehard Clone Wars fans out there, like, Devin and I were nerding out over this, but no, I'm not talking about Rex's Phase 2 armor. Um, Damn it. How literally in the second episode with Ahsoka, where she's training with the clones, they literally redesigned their armor in terms of animation That's style. That's true, yeah, they Like, did. it's a little bit way more detailed, a little bit more uh, sharper edges. Um, the undersuit has those little um, lines that they have in live action. But it's just even so Anakin's sexy looked, it, touches, looked different for phase yeah, one. Just those touches like that that I'm just like oh. And Filoni, bullet. Filoni needs to stay with animation and Clone Wars animation. Because he's so good. Like he's That's just so good at park. it. And yeah, I I think using him with stuff like Mandalorian, it's just not his strong suit. Like he's done Avatar, him as he's an done advisor Clone Wars. is good, but I think him as a directorial for live action yeah. is not as great. Yeah, because you just what he wants to do, you just can't do it in live action, or yeah, you just exactly. can't do it with the budget he's given. But you know, in animation, he's able to tell these insanely awesome stories that we got in Tales of the Jedi that are very intimate as well. It's not like they're like, oh yeah saved by the crazy animations and the cra- crazy like things they can do in animation. It's mainly driven by the story, that's, which is so cool. That's why I love Clone Wars so much because yeah. it's a great story. Each arc, well, there's some arcs, the droids, that aren't as great. Lucas would say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but you take a good story and then you add on some of this like next-gen animation that's just beautiful, and then it just becomes a masterpiece. So good. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Clone Wars will always be better than any anime out there. And I think... Yeah, that's right. Guaranteed. 
Hey, I would just like to say that I have a tattoo of Clone Wars before I have an anime tattoo. That so. is true. Mm, true, he's, true. He's so, not wrong. So you know what? I think my alliance is already decided on that one. Yeah. Good, 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 good. That's just like, and I think both of these series are guaranteed a green light. Yeah. Because if even if even Book of Boba Fett was teased a green light for a season two, then I think these two definitely will. Yeah. I think Andor's sitting at like a ninety-two right now. Mm-hmm. As it should. Like well, I, She-Hulk is also up there too, around uh, 80, 80, high nineties or high, high eighties, low nineties. I, I don't care really about good. I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes or how they're how Disney kind of pays them off. Yeah, just, I could care less about yeah. them. Like it, it, it's so. Sad. I'm just. I look at the audience score more. Yeah, I do too. I just love with Andor how. They have it's almost like a three episode arc every three episodes. The first three you have him joining the rebellion. Mm-hmm. The second three you have um, him in the actual uh, heist, and then the episode six is the climax of that. And then seven through ten is or wait or seven's kind I of think a filler. Seven's kind of like just a in between. Yeah. Eight, nine, ten is him in the prison and breaking out. Which gosh, that episode is so good. I just um, you know I'm actually. It's been a while since I've been like genuinely sad, like because when we're recording this, we haven't seen the finale for this, but I'm genuinely sad to see like this not not seeing it every week. And I couldn't even like I really like Rings of Power, but like this show, I'm like I would want more of like now. Yeah, and that show that that shows how well this show is written and like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the way that you captivate people the right way. Is good content, but not overdoing it. Tales of the Jedi is another good example. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of Star Wars projects that are still supposed to come out, like Ahsoka, Acolyte, that... Bad Batch comes out in January. Yeah. Finally. Mando comes out in March. But like... I'm curious to see how Mando will do in season three. I want to see... Trash, trash. No. Like, I still love Mando. I still love Mando, yeah. But I, I like want to see if it will go downhill a bit. I can Not for those Boba leave. Fett episodes. Which saved the TV Save the damn show. That That's how much they did not trust freaking Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Two of those episodes turned into fucking Mandalorian. The worst. That was the worst decision. And you know what? They weren't even just Mando episodes. They were the biggest fucking episodes for Mandalorian yeah. ever. Because they had Ahsoka and Luke in the same damn episode. Yeah, they had freaking Luke training Grogu. Yes. In a Boba Fett series. <laughs> and Boba Fett made a cameo in there. So to, Don't to, forget they made and Cad, Cad Bane's live action debut. Yeah, which in was that really damn cool show. at the end. But like, damn, that finale was a CW. Very CW. I just, I don't even. That show was just bad. I, Not good. I, I I can't even rewatch it. And I rewatch most things. Cause it just was not good. No, I wouldn't rewatch it. I rewatch scenes. The beginning was even the beginning was iffy. Like the I remember the first episode was like okay. Second episode was actually pretty good. Then the third and fourth came. Yeah, those were bad. Those were really bad. I just... Uh, it's not hard to do. 
Just imagine if they would have stuck to like a 13, 13 problem. This is what if I was an executive at Disney, the best marketing choice I would have made have Boba Fett follow the no helmet rule or the no take off the helmet rule. Yeah. Because you do that, which wouldn't go against really canon because you don't ever see him without the helmet to begin with, really. So when he's a fucking kid, you do that now, then you can have a stunt guy basically do essentially what Mandalorian does, but you can do that in prequel era. You do that in original trilogy era. I mean, imagine if they would have had the premise of 1313. That would be amazing. a Boba Fett game. Insanity. I remember when 1313, I saw the... um. Like the canceled, like footage for it back in like what, what was it twenty? It just turned twenty thirteen or was twenty twelve? I was in seventh grade. It was right when Lucasfilm got bought out by Disney. Yeah, cause um, cause they had a different protagonist at the time. They had demos, but then Lucas actually made a great decision and changed it and made it Boba Fett be the lead protagonist. Yeah, with like Jango's armor. And I could have sworn it was Jango though, not Boba Fett. Oh, the uh, Coruscant Underworld game? No, it, yeah. It I could have sworn it was Jango. It was, I always thought it, it was, was Boba Fett, but the cool part was he was wearing Jango's bit because at the time it still looked like the blue and silver. Oh, oh okay. So the promo art you probably saw was Jango's, Jango's armor. armor. Yeah. They Which, even released like the test footage while we're talk- like a year ago. While we're talking about Jango, I would just like to say that he is a better... Mandalorian. At this point, you're not wrong. Boba Fett. You're not wrong at all. Because, yeah, I can't. I can't even defend Boba Fett anymore. Yeah, I just. Uh, there are a lot of these new Star Wars projects that I'm just not interested in. Like, I don't know how I feel about the Ahsoka one, just because I don't like Mandalorian, and I just hate how it just it feels so low, it, it low budget, and just. Force like ooh that's a, we'll do that that's good we'll do that without a lot of thought given to it so I just feel like Ahsoka might feel like that where it's probably gonna be the same kind vibe. of like Boba Fett where it was like oh yeah let's just do that here's a character who appeared and then we'll just do their own show um, acolyte I know you guys aren't interested in this or <laughs> that's the guy from Squid Games in it oh my god I read Squid the game. I read the synopsis of that though and it's <laughs> it's kind of interesting Squid I'm not games. gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, it takes Squid place games. takes place two hundred years before the events of the original trilogy. So, like, oh, sounds dope. Hundred years before, basically, a, a few decades before, um, you know, the original prequels, and basically shows the High Republic, basically the Old Republic, um, and then it's really just Jedi finding a, you know, a, a dark side of the Force and the rise of that, and it's kind of supposed to be like a mystery thriller, but. I, I I get your I get your hesitation, Devin. The director isn't really merited. No, we don't really know what he has done. From or, now on, or she. like my thing, especially with Andor being the example, I'm looking at the showrunner before anything. Yeah, that's because smart. as much as like Acolyte sounds really dope. Because I was like really extremely excited, but then I found out the showrunner, uh, what's her name? Like Leslie Heedlin. Heedlin. Or whatever. She's the creator of Netflix's she, Russian. She made doll. the Bachelorette. She's a part of the Bachelorette. She made Sleeping with Other People, Russian yeah. Doll, uh, Queer for Fear, and About Last Night. How has this given her the credentials to make a Star Wars Sith show? 
I have no idea. Yeah. I, I dude, I a hundred percent agree with you. A thousand percent, possibly even a million percent because you look hey, at like Andor fantastic show creators. They did the freaking, the Bourne movies, Jason Bourne movies that fit that actually had credentials for the exact genre they were going for. Not only are those movies amazing, but that it's the same genre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jinx. Um, yeah, and yeah, and just what I've what I've been seeing time and time again, with these showrunners, that if they don't have experienced credentials with past projects that actually fit the exact project they're trying to do, then it's like it always ends up being bad or completely missing the mark. Yeah, like you can tell directors and showrunners have their specialty in filmmaking. Yeah. And when they try to fit the mold and do something else, it just, it's never as yeah. good. Um, and they do credit to them. If they're good at what they do in their own genre, good. But don't put them into something that they're not even experienced with or not even the same vibe that they're yeah. going for. There's That's gotta, why Andor works so well. There's got to be another reason why they pick these directors and yeah, there's, showrunners. Yeah. There's but, other reasons. Yeah. Don't want to dwell on it too much, but... Yeah. Yeah, Acolyte could be cool, but obviously the director behind it, yeah, don't really know why you have someone who worked on Bachelorette or comedy romance shows for a Star Wars thriller. Um, yes, a, a deep yeah. Star Wars Sith Old Republic show. I don't know why you would. I can't wait for like the Jedi to be. Clint's about to sneeze. In- investigating. Oh, that was good. Investigating oh, a murder, and then you know the the Sith. Uh, Phantom uh, just randomly appears and then just drops a really funny joke. Like, really, really Not even funny. just that. I feel like the Sith Acolyte will be like looking on like whatever the Star Wars equivalent of Tinder is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it will be swiping right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. And she'll be debating like, ah, oh, I don't know if he's... I can't do this anymore. I just... I don't want to be attached anymore. I'm an Acolyte. I can't do this. Yes. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't. As much as I'm excited for the actual premise, I'm. I my expectations are in the negatives. Yeah. Because just the showrunner alone. If it has nothing to do with their previous projects, then like I, I, I've seen every single, almost every single time, it never works out. Yeah. But oh well, I gotta be. <sighs> Yeah, I think we could end the episode, boys. Yeah, I think we can. I'll pee after the Before end. Devin pees. I'll hold in my urine. Yeah. We want to do more content, guys, now that we all live together. That's yeah. nice. It's very yeah. nice. But I get to go uh, break into the rooms at night and uh, mm. watch some others sleeping. He does do that. Yep, he does. He does. I just want to make sure they're safe and nice and tucked in. Oh, so nice. Of so course. nice of you. Of course. Devin does especially to Steven. Especially to Steven, repeatedly. Yes. Do you guys lock your doors when you go to bed? I don't have a lock on my damn door. <laughs> I have a lock and on I my door. I don't use it. And I'm in the I fucking don't. master bedroom. I wouldn't use it if I had it. You know, sometimes I do lock my door when I drum because I feel like you guys might just come in and just and and kill, kill you. you. Like last night, <laughs> yeah. we almost did, but we didn't. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is Steven here? No, he's not. He's out and about. Oh. That, I, the, the, yeah, this is the one time I do know that he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I never can't tell. Unless oh, I, I know. I if know. I go outside and see that his car's not here. I know when Steven's not here. 
He senses I his presence. You sense him. You yeah, smell I him. Do. I do. Well, it's just when I get here, I can always see. Hey, hey, Steven. Bye, Steven. That's pretty much it. Yep. Ah, well, boys. Oh, it's been nice to be back. Hopefully, make more episodes soon. Yeah. Now, here are the the audio of me tickling Clint's foot. No, (laughs) no, you can't tickle my feet. (laughs) All right. I do it while you sleep. What's it gonna be, boys? Ragnarok or Call of Duty? I'll let him play Ragnarok. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll I'll throw you a bone. Okay, I won't play for that long. I'll just try to progress in the story just a little bit. Because I also got to pee, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I need to make my dinner. Mm, Good. Hell yeah. All right, well, uh, stay tuned for some more stuff. If we do more stuff. Yeah, (laughs) if it's another. I hope hope it's not another four months. Uh, It it could be. I love it too much. We we love you guys, and we want to start bringing you more content. Yeah, we really do. Shout out to Haunted Igloo. Haunted Igloo. We love you, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. He's, he's who I think about when I fight for that last rep. Yeah. That last rep. It's <laughs> when you're at the gym, pushing, pushing iron. Pushing yeah. iron. You push think of iron. Haunted Igloo? <laughs> I'm pushing it for Haunted Igloo. And if you're listening, it's all for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. As always. Set.